we're in the end game now. The grand finale commences. Will this 10 episode arc live up to the hype? Is this podcast all a grand cosmic joke? Will your hosts be able to handle themselves? It's time for the rules of acquisition. All right. Hello. And welcome to the rules of acquisition. A podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and every single bit of the last 10 episode arc of DS9 and it's like one of the, I don't know it's the greatest thing to start doing trying to figure out how to do fucking serialized uh, Star Trek I mean science fiction stuff and I don't know so, yeah, yeah. or not my name is Wade Bowen and with me as always is James Nolan we're leaving together but still it's farewell and maybe we'll come back to earth who can tell I guess there is no one to blame we're leaving ground will things ever be the same again because it's the final countdown <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't recognize those lyrics. Who like, does? Is that from a, from a <laughs> poem? No, uh, no, I am just. Uh, yeah, and and also we have Hugh Crawford. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Good. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we're in it. This is the penultimate. Or no, it's 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 this is the final <laughs> this arc is the penumbra of, episode. <laughs> the penumbra is the name of this episode. I don't even. I don't. It's I, the I, it's oh. the it's the it's the blurry outer part of a shadow. Okay, the shadow yeah. is an umbra. The penumbra is like the little echo tone between the shadow and light. Gotcha. And I, that brings us up to the name of the show, which is Penundrum. <laughs> it's, uh, Penundrum. Yeah. It, it's uh, episode seventeen of season seven. Uh, it originally aired April 7th, 1999, and here is the IMDb description. When the ship Worf was serving on is attacked in battle, and all search efforts are abandoned, Ezri takes a runabout in search of him against Sisko's orders. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sisko proposes to Cassidy Yates. Kind of buries the lead there, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah, that's how it starts. With yeah. Sisko proposes, and then all this other shit happens. And then, this yeah. is a weird episode. <laughs> this is the a first w- of the final chapter, is what it's called. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. This is where I mean we've been, or I've been talking up this since we started, like this final ten episode arc or whatever. It's it's doing things differently than the shows even tried to do things. It feels like up until now, it's getting into that like, oh yeah, we've we've dabbled with serialization, and now we're gonna go straight into like. Every chapter is going to end with a cliffhanger to the next one, but then we're doing it 10 times or however long. So this is like, they've been trying to, I don't know, I've been arguing with Rick Berman for, you know, seven seasons about serialization. They're like, fuck it. You're not getting any more seasons. Just do what it, just do what you want. Fine. We'll just, just, just get it over with. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they still wrote it episode by episode, by the way. Did they really? Yes. And they fucked up in the middle and then had to move, like, this, like, I don't know. Oh, there's too many moving parts for them? Is this their pod? They don't know how to, they didn't know how to load it, this 10 episodes? Don't meet your writer's room structuring heroes. Uh, uh, really? what I was when I reading uh, all of the drama behind the, behind the scenes of how this got written. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we talked up this show as a uh, prequel to, uh, all, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've never said they did it perfectly. They're still figuring this shit out. Even if it, we can sit here and bitch about what they fucked up the whole time, which I'm sure we will. But <laughs> that I still, is our... That is our mo. But I want to, I want to, I stop and appreciate what they did get but, right. I don't. I think critical analysis is different than just bitching. Or what they tried to do. Anyway. I would just say critical analysis isn't exactly bitching. It's just you know. Well, it, it's a fine. Yeah, you know, I want to appreciate what they did do and what they what hadn't been done quite so much, especially with Star Trek or other stuff. 
you know, you can do both. Like, they did have a series of sort of mandates of what Rick Berman required them to do per episode. And it was that each one had to have, they had to defend each story as having a first, second, and third act. They had to be able to articulate what the resolution of the episode was. Oof. Uh, emotional. Uh, and there was like rules. They had rules uh-huh. that they had to sort of prove to him as they were going along. Oh, really? But they had so, it, uh, they got the okay for the 10 episodes at the beginning of the season. But they didn't write it till it came up, it doesn't seem. Huh. Which is totally different than what I had been, like, I think it had been our going assumption for the last, what, seven episodes that they were kind of half-assing it to get right, to. Right, they were, oh, we got this big plans at the end of it, so let's just, like, yeah. and then the yeah. word, And I'm not yeah. saying that that wasn't there, but... When you read how the sort of story was broken, it I was I, I was surprised. Hmm. Well, I thought I thought it was a little bit more I, of a like corkboard, yeah, like super defined situation. Well, for the three yeah. of us, anyway, for our purposes here on this podcast, I'm proposing something sort of that I'm just now realizing. This all feels just like one large. Like I don't feel like the rewatch meter really applies to these 10 episodes. It is kind of weird. Yeah. You, I, and I, I would say I'm kind of calling an audible here. I would say that maybe we put that aside for the last, I know that's weird because we've had it, but I can't really separate one, right. One from the other. Yeah. We got an inkling of this during the sixth episode arc at the, between five and six. When it was really hard to, to yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, and I would propose that we just for here and out, we're probably just going to have to excuse. I think I'm going to. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I mean, because I can't put this on a rewatch because right. it's just you're going to watch the whole thing. or You're going to watch nothing. Right. Right. Maybe maybe when we're done with this 10 episode arc, but I haven't watched them all before talking about this episode, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe at the end of it, I could say that one. And I didn't remember. I was surprised at how much of this I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched this and I'm like, oh, Okay, and then what I didn't like about the resolution all came back to me at once. And I can kind of sum it up without spoiling future episodes, because it's my problem starts in this episode. Mm -hmm. Basically, my problem with how Deep Space Nine, the direction they go from here on out, it's whenever, you know, whenever we saw the preview for, oh, what's that? It's like Billions is one of them and their Succession. Succession. So we, yeah. we in the last couple of years, the three of us have, have been presented with these shows about like powerful people and the games they play, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. that's... The games of thrones that they play. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So, and it's fundamentally yeah. not interesting to us because I, we have no interest in seeing like rich, powerful people show their ass or whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And from or from their perspective, or right, what, right, you know right. what I mean, like, right? That poor rich asshole, like, oh, and look at him be confounded. And I, I don't actually care. Mm-hmm. Like, and sort of at the end, running up the Deep Space Nine, we have the games rich people play, but you know, instead of rich, you have actual like godlike. The, and and so all the characters favored by the the oh, gods. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So it's like the, the the show is really about the the games gods play, and basically all the people that we have grown to like over the last seven years have been relegated to like middle management <laughs> all of a sudden. And so they're just really pawns. Like the coolest bad guys are really just pawns and the coolest good guys are really just pawns. And it's about how they just respond to being pawns mm. in their own story. Mm. So yeah, like, do, it, yeah, I, I can it's see Brian. It's a Brian even in this episode. Um, no, he gets, no, not really. Oh, he makes one crack. Yeah, in, he gets in, a wise crack or something. He I gets know. a one roll wise crack with Julian about uh, about the skull guy. Right. Oh yeah. What did she like her right, brains? Right. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what does she see in him? His brains. Yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> Look, you can either get Cisco or you can get O'Brien. You can't have both. <laughs> yes, they're not. They do not have the ability to do that. Yeah. Also, this episode sets up a love triangle where one of them is almost an innocent the bystander and has nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then, oh boy, uh, don't. That's more. That, that's more. Resol- that's more resolved in next week's episode. But like, it does oh, kind man. of like. Oh, dude, don't yeah, get me. It, yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna. I got. Look, I got some vitriol for that next episode. Don't oof. worry. Yeah. They. <laughs> and Star Trek has got a little bit of a. Well, I, I think this starts it, but Voyager had a similar problem. Where they rushed some romances in the last like 
half of the last season and forced some characters mm-hmm. to get right. together, and it was a real head scratcher. Well, and, yeah, and this one, this episode, the triangle that you're referencing, I feel like doesn't quite come into play. It's mostly about, I mean, it's about Ezri and Worf. I think the fact that it's not in play is a part of the oh, problem with the play. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That, yeah. That's why. That's what he mean. That's why he meant yeah. by passive. Yeah. The, wait. Yeah. Oh, like, there's like, one that like literally you have a oh, scene I, between two characters in a love triangle in a major love triangle that sets off this episode. Oh, I, I, that, I get that. I get that. But I mean, yeah. But it, without knowing, because I, I I at least watched next episode already. But without knowing it, and just watching this by itself. Oh, that's going to be hard. That that that. Let's keep it to this episode is going to be almost well, impossible. That's why now. for me, yeah, they, that's they what kind I'm of blur together. Yeah, no, but just having mm-hmm. watched this episode by itself, the Julian part of it doesn't really come into play, and them like backsliding and 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 hooking up. Like I know we've talked up, we've mentioned that in the season so far, and about like, oh shit. Oh, the wharf, yeah, wharf, wharf and her. her, yeah. That makes sense. That's that felt real to me. That didn't, but that felt real to me too. That's that's all I was just wanted to point out. Yeah, yeah. The the triangle part of it, I I agree. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so okay, so like they they sort of talked it over. Like the first four episodes, they sort of broke as a kind of like a pitch. Maybe not like let's not say an outline, but a pitch. Mm-hmm. And then they parceled it off to the four writing groups, and. It seems like they wrote them in isolation because there's things that happen that, like, basically, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want to pick on this, but Renee Shavario kind of fucked the script up. Oh, I... And it, and it not only made it, but because they were all being written essentially concurrently, like, they had to wait for all the scripts to come in to realize how fucked it was. And then had to go redo it. <laughs> oh, really? It seems so. It's not like it's not even like this script had to be fixed. It was like it, like they like they all had to go back huh. because of something. So they so that's the last, why they are trying to. That's the thing with serialization. Like they never had to go ahead to do it. So here, like you do the same thing for six and a half years, and then you decide to change the way your entire writers' room works. Right for the last for like the home stretch. That's going to fuck things up. Well, I think maybe, yeah, yes. But but it was also because they didn't change it, you know, they didn't change it enough. They weren't breaking it, like, they weren't all essentially, like, you know, write for three hours and come back and we'll have a one-hour meeting and then everybody, I don't think they were doing that. They were kind of in silos writing. Right. And so, oh, let's say, let's say a storyline, a Ducat storyline advanced too quickly. Yeah. And... Then Eshavaria called an audible about the what the the prophet what Sarah prophet what Mama Space Mama said to to Cisco. Oh, uh-huh. And so that changed what happened in Weddell and Thompson, uh, like Ronald Moore's script, and yeah, Ronald Moore didn't take it well. Oh, and so like so like there was a like the final chapter was seemed like a very an ambitious thing made by a group of people and not planning for it very well. Uh huh. It seemed highly disorganized. Huh. And so I think that, I think I'm afraid that it's going to set the stage for, like, I'm going to try and, and, and keep everybody from, from getting the full scope of my irritations at construction issues. Uh-huh. But I think that that may have set it up to just have basic sort of construction problems, maybe not fatal ones, but, you know, it's just things aren't, the engine isn't working at efficiency because this storyline advanced too quickly and this storyline got backburnered. Yeah. There's no Odo in this you know, it seems like if you were going to start a 10-episode arc, you would want to, oh, like... Yeah. About his people. Be, his people have been the yeah. big bad for seven years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and he's, yeah, you got to, like... And you're you, not going <laughs> to... I don't know. Well, you think now, I guess, up until this season, we would... Or the last two seasons, we would probably point out how Game of Thrones structures the season. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that they took that good example away from us to talk about. <laughs> yep. But it does seem like, you know, at the beginning of a season of Game of Thrones, the first episode you would meet most of the characters, right. if not all, and their storyline arcs over the course of the 10 episodes would kind of get established. Yeah. And then you would start poking, like, then you would just focus on the Jamie story arc or the Cersei story arc after that. They didn't do that. Like, you know. Right. Like, this episode is trying to set up things. And some, mm-hmm. I'd say, some ways it sets up things well enough. 
I mean, I mean, but yeah, like Odo kind of gets ignored, but there it's hard to even talk about because I haven't seen the whole arc. Right, I'm right. saying that I think that the problems may not be evident, but let's say that it seems to be that that Eshevar and a lot of the writers felt that this episode took the Dukat storyline too far, and so then they had to like create something in episode three that sort of takes him off the board for three episodes uh, okay none of this is ideal yeah because nothing's pay you can't you're not pacing things right right yeah the Dukat storyline for instance like this episode it was a reveal at the end of this episode he's a bajoran you've watched it we're you know mm-hmm. and then next episode is where it you know like renee echevarria hasn't been the best hitter out of all of these guys Mm-mm. but Weddle and Thompson are I mean I I haven't watched through the whole thing either but like next episode is what kind of dragged for me this one I was there for it I was excited this the change in format I was like all right let's go for it do the serialization thing and yeah there's there's some issues but it's I was most you know what I didn't mind the serialization the the switch of serialization isn't a problem no you know? I, that's I was mm-hmm. kind of on board with it that what kind of kept me going yeah and that's not the problem their character choice and their sense of what makes them interesting characters is way off base mm-hmm. like making our main heroes just pawns of destiny gods gods right, of right. destiny it is is, yeah. is an inherently uninteresting thing to watch. You've relegated them to be middle managers, not in charge of their own own. Uh, right, you know, right. Destiny. When did the paw race? Right. Literally, first. the word destiny comes up in this, yeah. and sets it up yeah. as oh, such. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's not great too, and and for the reasons like the stuff that we have grown to not like so much. They've been setting up this religious kind of him as the emissary, so they're trying to figure out how to do that. Like, so that didn't. I mean, I that didn't bother me the most, but. Yeah, when you phrase it like that, it, I mean, that's not the most interesting story to tell with Cisco. It's fine. But it's one they've been kind of set up. But, I mean, it's it demurred on the other side. Our bad guys, who were actually three-dimensional, interesting people mm-hmm. for a while, like Kai Wynn yeah. and Dukat, they were fascinating bad guys for at least five or six seasons. Right, right. And Dukat got kind of ruined a little while ago. They should have just discarded him after he got yeah. ruined. But Kai Wynn was a legitimately interesting character yeah she has a yeah and what they do here is they make them manipulated by evil gods and just pawns Mm -hmm. so you it's the cisco stuff is you know he's being manipulated by the good gods and right the bad guys are being manipulated and it's just not interest it's not what you want to see characters that you've been following i can't relate to anyone in this story anymore right no Right. Even like the Dax, I mean, like that's the thing is I was, I I did feel like this is the, this is the least relatable in all of these characters' lives. And a lot of that is the prep is that we've had 80 Esri episodes. It's basically a season about Esri. And I don't know shit about O'Brien, where he's at. I don't... I don't know where Keiko is even. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he does. I mean, like that. Yeah, but I mean, like, so there's that. I Odo got a good episode or two. Uh, got two good episodes. I Bashir, they tried with two episodes. I didn't like them. But he got two episodes a season. But basic... And Cisco hasn't talked about the damn... His death, his, his space mom until now. Right. And now his entire sort of storyline is over something I can't relate to. Right. Like, I don't know what it's like uh, to be space God or to be like space Jesus. I don't know. And so it's, it's a bit unrelatable. Yeah. And so you do find yourself. <laughs> and it's oddly, it's oddly out of step with the Federal. Like he, he's a landowner. <laughs> that I didn't understand. Should we just start breaking this one down? Then he's worried. And then they're talking about like how well his, his special reserve of spring wine will sell. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's That's worried the, about like, like, yeah. she's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like maybe that's the that's how this one opens. He's like, oh, wild moba trees in the Kinder Province, and he's talking up his land that he bought or they gave it to him, but he owns it now. Which he's is... like Michael Scott that came back with the one dreadlock and the steel drums, <laughs> except <laughs> instead of Jordan steel Bowser. drums, he's got he's he's got yeah he he's got twelve hecapates. The now. cultural appropriator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then they do like the whole like, well, let me just recap. This is like where they're just setting up the end game. Like, well, let me just recap the whole series. When I first got here, I didn't think I'd love Bajor. Now I love it, and I want to live here forever. And then, and, and then, see, like, 
I understand why it's so the Cisco is so unrelatable. I found that I mean, especially to they're trying to do the person of faith thing, and I have faith in the gods, and I'm going to do with that. So that's relatable, half relatable to some people. And less so to I mean, you. it's not because he's faithful. It's because he doesn't. It's not grounded in his own. Like, but it's they've been taken. They've arguably taken seven seasons to get him to this point where he does have faith in them. Him wanting to marry his girlfriend is is having to do a lot of grounding work for him in this two episodes, and maybe more than something like that does. You know, it, maybe it's too general, so it doesn't seem like. Like, that's the problem with the script that Renee and Shaveria found in is because it was originally written to where Space Mom just said, you can't build that house. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? That's, that's awesome. So it was all... For some reason, Renee, like, whatever story they broke down originally was that she, they weren't going to let him bu- build a house so he can't live where he wants to live. Well, that's even worse, I think. <laughs> and so he sits around like Clark Griswold with the little, with the little pool thing. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I wish I'd gotten my, bo- my space mom didn't send me my space bonus. And yes, Hugh, I, I do have a thousand questions about can Federation officers own land? How do they pay for land? Yeah. All kinds of shit. But I'm just going to let that alone. They don't think about shit like that anymore. Right. right. And then, or, or, or like when you're paying, when you're, planning a wedding and you talk about having cork cater it yeah. worried about being overcharged and stuff mm-hmm. like right. yeah they, they, just, this has stopped being a show that that rationally chooses the conceit that the federation is any different than right. what we would have now yes cork overcharging them makes sense because that's cork's mo but, but like, what are they paying them with federation credits that they've talked about but why don't you about. just go to yeah go to a replicator and get it for free like anything right you, well I'm yeah, sure yeah whatever nice thing yeah, it's weird. The bigger question I have is like, how does he fucking buy land in Bajor, or does Bajor just give it to him because he's the space pope or something? I don't know. But then he's gonna sell spring wine that's gonna sell so well from the emissary special reserve. They're trying to make Picard, I guess, out of him. So but it's does, like, it just brings more questions. Yeah. So it does seem, and we've probably danced around this a lot, and I'm just never put it all together. That I think I went hard in the paint last week on like what we. Why why we liked this to begin with and what seems made it seem edgier or pushing boundaries where where maybe and why revisiting that is leaving me and I think you like a little more empty. But one of the things is that they probably was appealing because they they normalized the Federation to, to current standards where you basically talk about buying things. They don't always are. They're not all pontificating about how awesome their society is. Mm-hmm. They're just like. Oh, I got a bill. Let me get my billfold out and pay for you for the food that you cooked. And like, you know, and the idea of everybody's a vegetarian got thrown away. Like all of this shit kind of got thrown away. All of this world building from Next Generation got thrown away. And that was made it seem grittier because it seemed less fantastic. And I'm probably an old ass man living in a place that, you know, living in a country that I, I with deep like fear and anxiety and I want fantastical. I don't. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want Cisco lusting after a night like owning a ranch. <laughs> That's just not what I want out of a hero. And so I'm watching this, and then <laughs> you don't want him to turn into Francis Ford Coppola. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I don't want taking his teeth out like his great granddad. Yeah. And, and sitting by his chair. Now going through you it. What are, you want Bajorans going down the the wine aisle of their Bajoran Target and seeing Emissary <laughs> Special yeah, Reserve? Yeah, yeah. The, the Cisco <laughs> Claret is very good. Spring Claret or whatever. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's what is the, like, what happened to my fantasy? What happened to my fancy space communism or whatever? And that gay space communism, and that sounded fun. And, you know, now it just seems like another shitty world, you know? Yeah. And and so it takes a little bit of the magic out of it. But I think, like, when I first saw it, it probably made it seem realer and, and less right. Uh, there's still There's still room for luxury gay space communism if they're giving them credits and stuff. But... I, I get what you're I saying. I assume that credit's based on work. They're not giving Nog that credit. I, I thought it was credit, like, as in credit card. I like thought, like, credit, they were right? paying them based on their wages, based on their jobs. No. I mean, they're, they're no, they, nobody ever says that you get more credit. So the credit I'm... is just literally a big pile of unlimited capital that other people just accept? I don't know how. Like I said, there's room for it. I don't know the specifics. But, yeah, I mean, they're, 
I'm not sure if it's unlimited or if it's, it's, a, it's third like season, everybody third is season, like next generation. Picard would just say, we don't have money to pay for land. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, right, and they would move on. It's, it's been a, it's a thing that like to deal, to deal with other peoples, you have to have, You're, it. you think it's like universal basic income. He's got, he's saved up his universal basic income and bought some land. Is that what you're saying? Like, his, I'm saying his... that there's room that the conceit is that they're dealing with people that don't believe in luxury gay space <laughs> yeah. communism. So they can uh, but my but my point is but my ultimate point is that I think you can agree with is that they're making this more basic than what it was before. Oh yeah. That was my point. And to me that's like taking right. some of the magic out See, of it. I don't think they're making it more I think in some ways they're making it more complicated, but that's kind of the whole thing. But just to make it seem more like normal life. Well, yeah, make it more relatable, but then also also in the world building it gets more complicated when you think about like how do they interact with other societies that aren't luxury gay space communism. They and then you know Manu's whole, whole book is all about that. I know. Then it gets all depressing. And, I mean, it doesn't have to. That's my point. I see that it does depress you, but I, for me, I see there's a way. It just takes some of the you know. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't like. It seems like the Federation is just another shitty place to work for. Mm-hmm. And and I think it seems like Cisco thinks that. That's why he wants to go own a fucking ranch somewhere. And like I don't know, I don't know. It's uh, it's all very. It, I mean, it means it's because he's in love with Bajor and he wants to retire there. And mm. so that's 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 fine. But anyway, me. that was the the thing is that he couldn't build his house, and then Renee realized that that was a really uh, dumb yeah set of stakes to to embark on, uh-huh. and so they changed it to you you have to get married. And so that moved up. So that took the whole, ma- like Ronald D. Moore was right in the married episode. Oh. <laughs> and so um, that got taken away from him. And yeah, it didn't seem pretty what happened. But um, then Renee Ashivaria wrote the, you know, wedding. basically it moved it up to the first two episodes. And it became about my spice mom said, I can't marry you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Mm. That was one. Yeah, and is, that was like, one of the more rid- ridiculous. This all forces Penny Johnson to be the worst written character in the show for this like little thing, and I hate it. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Some of some of her dialogue in this, she's she's like, well, I guess if you have a space mom, that really that really makes this destiny something you really have to believe, <laughs> huh? Or something again, like that. Just... She literally says something like that. They're, they're doing their work to like remember this and then like exposition and she has to. And writing dream girlfriend. Yes. Like she's not a person in these two episodes. She don't fart. She doesn't like have. I mean, the last yeah, time yeah. we saw her, she's like, fuck you. I like racist old white men. Shut up. And then like went and did it on her own. And like that was like, I, I, I disagree with that as a political part of the story. But like that's a character, you know, <laughs> that was fine. You can see a woman saying that to him. This is just like, yeah, whatever you need. Let's get married. Oh, we're not getting. All right, I'm sorry, but like, and then and then it continues. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's had. She's she's not as it's not as nuanced, but her being happy to be married <laughs> wasn't like. Why would that? I mean, it, yeah, it's no, it was. It's, but even if she had an ad, even if she had like a response to. She had like sort of a sassy response right. in the way that he, he. She's like, she's like, I guess that's a proposal. Like at least right. she that's put a true. little. She is trying to do her, something. Her shoulder into it a little bit, but like she didn't have much to no, work. That with, was the, is what I'm saying. Like no, I mean it's it's a pretty basic. It you're I mean it, you're right. It's like she, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward plot for her. She's happy to be married, and then she's upset. Then he, yeah, I, I I nitpick and I attack a lot of things, but I try actually not to do like line by line critiques because mm-hmm. writing's hard and you don't know how the line came about or whatever. But Eshavaria is almost like if you created like a hack ass generator, like every <laughs> line, the next line could be easily predicted by the hack ass generator uh-huh. algorithm. So there's no like every line that's said is the line how do I put this? The the they have a writing they have a they have a term in the Simpsons writing room called cranberry sauce, and I guess it comes from like if someone if they're trying to do a pitch they had this thing where they were doing the Family Feud the Simpsons were doing the Family Feud and the thing was things that would be on a Thanksgiving table oh yeah and they call it cranberry sauce because it's whoever writer pitches that that's the lowest effort 
thing right ever. It, it works it's true but it's just boring but yeah but like it's it's absolutely low effort like you didn't because the point is to think up funny simpsons funny lines to go on the you know right, for right. the things you'd find on a christmas table and so the so cranberry sauce in every line every turn every stated emotion is cranberry sauce with on a, a chivaria script there's really no surprise or no turn to any line or even how the sentence is structured right. the cadence that it forces his plots are kind of like that i mean i don't are kind of yeah like, oh it, yeah yeah they're yeah. craft wise oh it makes sense why this is what comes next like the craft of it i see how you built that house because but it's like a basic a-frame pretty boring house a lot of times mm-hmm. like, yeah so like all of the dial i mean they stumble upon a pretty real sort of human moment between uh esri and, and Worf in this episode but like even then it's just matter of fact and you can it, with Worf it can hide it because he states matter of fact dumb things mm-hmm. you know he's the dumb guy who says things with confidence <laughs> right and so like he, that you can cover bad writing with that but like I don't know everybody was like every line was just so predictable and boring and and so you know I don't think he's coming out of that <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, before the show's over. But yeah, so I think that that made her seem even worse because her responses seem so like, uh, things are different now that your mom is a god. Does that bother you? Does it act like it bothers you? Like, yeah. you know, like that, that's a, like a response of how real people like, you know, you go, fuck yeah, it bothers me, but not enough to leave, I guess, you know, yeah. right now. I, th- I thought, you know, I thought any it number of personality that like a, like making a person with agency to respond to this guy. I mean, I, it, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it, and it gives him his, yeah, yeah. His, his, I mean, that line in particular didn't bother me, but the, does that bother you? Does it look like it? Bo- I mean, yeah, it's, it's. It's it's cranberry sauce. But there's That's no care. Like he lets all of these pitches go without putting like a hit on them. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is how I'm going to allow Penny Johnson or allow Cassidy Yates to establish her will and her voice in this scene. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going to write these lines that give. But instead, he writes, "This is how I feel, and this is how I feel, Benjamin." Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and it it's very boring. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen the last of that crazy Klingon. <laughs> that's a line. Of, we haven't seen the last of that crazy Klingon. It's like a, that's yeah. That's a quirk line when yeah. The, the, Cisco can't get married, but then Worf went out with the Rotaran and the Karaga, and he didn't make it back. And and Quark is trying to pep talk Ezri, who's all bummed out. And I guess that's like we're doing noir. It's kind of like, well, we'll guess. I guess we'll hear from him again. And I don't mean a postcard, hmm. you know. That's a, yeah. like Barton Fink. <laughs> you know, like a kind of like, oh, look, we're doing noir. Here's a clever noir line. It's like, no, I mean, I think that's that's yeah, they're ate up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where we're. Okay. Yeah. So you've got the stuff that sets up. You've got the Cisco marriage plot. And then you got Ezra's going out to look for war, and then also you also have Wei Yun collecting skin samples. <laughs> we'll require another sample. Right, that's like you have Wayun and Damar and the skin sample, but like this is it's fucking gross. It's gross, sure, but like oh, it's Damar. This is like we talked up Damar, how much we love Damar, and he doesn't really get a whole lot to shine and, until this kind of arc. Oh, he's a real person. Yeah, yeah. He's a real dude. Yeah, yeah. he may be the only real dude in the story. Yeah, so far. Is he the first? Is he the first alcoholic that Star Trek has ever had? Somebody with an actual substance abuse maybe. problem? Maybe. I mean, Bones liked to drink, and so did Pulaski, but they didn't. But have, it wasn't they, like about the. Yeah, yeah it like, didn't interfere with their work. But nobody like ever commented on how like what time of day it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, get your shit together, man. Or yeah. had to rouse them out of bed with their clothes on. Or <laughs> something. Fucking... Like, I'm beginning. To, I'm beginning to think, guys, that Demar has a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is that they're not really big on having addicts. 
No. Sort of an, I mean, everything else is greedy as shit. Or just anybody with any real foible. They have to, everything else has to be greedy as shit, but everybody right. else, everybody on the fucking federal has to be fucking like. Well, Wesley Crusher was addicted to a video game that one time, and the whole ship was. Mm. <laughs> no, I, but I, you know but, what I mean. That was like part of their, part of his character for the run of the arc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think Kira should be I mean, a drug if he was, it, Actually, if Wesley Crusher was addicted to a video game for the whole series, the arc, <laughs> right, that right, would have right. been an, like something he had to deal with. That would have been interesting. DeMar's better than Wesley Crusher you said it I think Kira should have been a drug addict oh for her PTSD I've always said really? that I've always said that you have mm-hmm. you have said that I don't think so I think she should have just been the person who had the person she wa- was in the show and then they should have just focused on that like, maybe but I like that I like the idea that there's like that that she's broken and but she's managing but sometimes it doesn't go away I, yeah nowadays if if they made it today she'd ha- you know have She'd be a terrorist. Yeah, I guess they did it she, with Starbuck, because Starbuck was an addict, right? Oh, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. She ended up abusing stimulants. Right, right. Yep. And that was like a big sort of plot line over that. Yeah, trucker speed. Trucker speed. Trucker speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what if just Cisco just developed an MDT problem? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see the tunnel to God. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you're not dying. You're just smoking a drug. <laughs> the, the the machine elves have spoken to me, Cassidy. I've, after all this DMT I've done. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why I like Dumar, is because he's the only guy that's actually, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, what the, You know, like, he shows up. I fucking hate this job. I fucking hate these people. Right, right. Yes, boss. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, the TPS. Fucking, I'm right, so... Right, And, like, the only thing that, you know, his best friend drops back, and he's like, oh, you, you're back in town. Like, let's hang out. Yes, I found God now. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he goes, no, I'm on my own journey. You have to stay here with these people. And you're like, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh. Fucking ever, you know. Oh, and you, I yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess Demar's got the hookup for plastic surgery. <laughs> right. He does because that's the next thing that we should but, go over. The but fact that's that just the, couldn't they clean up that skin? No, that's my favorite thing about him. He, well, he, let's not. Let's not. Let's not uh, skin shame. You're right. Oh, I'm I, going I, to at some point, but I'll save it. He had. To, he probably had smallpox or something, uh, or some horrible. And he had lupus or something. Rubella or something. Yeah. It was like, he's got a seal face for... Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's probably whatever scarred up seal's face. I think it was lupus for some reason, somehow. I don't lupus know. don't go away. I, I know, but for some reason I remember hearing that about seal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm probably wrong. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe. I'm probably wrong. Never mind. I don't think that was, lupus is autoimmune. That one attacked it already. I, I know, but... Well, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> now I have to look it up because I remember hearing that, but I don't know. Well, nevertheless, he's Bajoran now. Yes. And it's it's like a big it's like a big character turn, you know, a big... A big and what is his name? Aju or... I don't know. I don't even think that comes up until next no. episode. No, it doesn't, I don't think. Yeah. But, uh... That was basically that's basically the Damar stuff. Like in this, the Wei Yun and Damar snipe at each other. Uh, Wei Yun gets a skin sample, and Damar helps Ducat get a makeover. Right, and well, the, um, the thing with each of these little arcs, they do little things to recap the whole show. Like yes, they have they Cisco do. saying his thing about like when I got here and blah blah blah. You have. Esri just they just play audio files of every <laughs> big moment in Jadzia. She goes into Worf's room and the, the way we were plays. Right, yeah, Scattered yeah basically. Scattered pictures. This bandlet belonged to my father. I would like you to have it, Jadzia. Go. I will take care of Yoshi. Smiles we gave to one another. Worf, that's very sweet, but... Let's face it, you're not good with babies. I'm a Klingon warrior. I have stood in battle against Kelvins twice my size. I courted and won the heart of the magnificent Jadzia Dax. And then even with Minor, arguably, I don't know if it, with Damar, you have to like kind of put the pieces together to catch it to where this is probably me projecting, but uh, Wei Yun is like, oh... No, pull them back from, don't go chasing the Defiant anymore. You have to pull back to the Sova outpost on Davos 2 because we have a Ketracil White facility that the Fed was made, Federation was made aware of. 
possibly because of that communicator that they stole an AR-558. I don't know, but they, they don't say for certain. But possibly, if I, yeah. I guess I, yeah, I don't know. Didn't it say how they found out about it in last episode? No, they just, he just says that the Federation was, because they don't, I don't think they even mentioned the Ketrasil White facility in next episode yet. No, in the last episode where they're with uh, Adrian Barbeau and they're having like the debriefing at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I think that they said something about Ketrasil White facilities or something, oh, or yeah. storage. Maybe. Yeah, it seems like that was mentioned. That would be clever if, I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. We didn't go as detailed over the nitty-gritty stuff on that last episode. I don't remember anyways. And then his whole thing, like, the way that the plot is structured and there, that's, that one scene in particular to get to, oh, the Federation doesn't just leave their soldiers behind. They're not like the Jem'Hadar. They're not grown in hatcheries. And then he leads that into... The, us Cardassians are getting our, we're dying all over the place, you motherfucker. And we care about that like the Federation cares about their people. And and then it kind of gets, it sets the stage for Damar looking in the mirror and, and hating what he sees. And eventually, spoilers, he kind of rebels, right? Yeah, he has got a real arc. Yeah, so they're setting that up even. And not like, necessarily, I mean, he's a man in high position. He's the head of Cardassia, but it isn't. Yeah. It is about human agency. Right, right. And not necessarily about the wills of the gods or prophets or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean. Maybe that's why it's interesting is what you're saying. I think so. I, 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 oh, yeah, I wouldn't fight you to say that Damar's plot is one of the more interesting of a when they kind of get kind of basic with some of these people's yeah. with, you know, and Ezri's space sickness comes up when she's stolen the Gonda to go look for Worf. Yeah. And you know, that that's kind of, she's got to overcome that thing that they set up for her. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, she was having to do a little bit of like, uh, she had to do some like one man show acting type thing. <laughs> and that's never like the, the old, like, Oh, we got a bad connection. <laughs> I can't hear you over yeah. all the static. Yeah. That gag. I'm not reading you very well. There's interference. And she's having to do the, well, what do we, you know, oh, yeah, she's having yeah. to talk to herself and all that kind of stuff. But, hey, you know, Cisco's like got one foot out the door because he's like, yeah, yeah, let her go, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, send her that information. Yeah, 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 he care. is oddly, he is, uh, I mean, he's, he's very wistful. Like, he's kind of blissed out at like a strange, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a strange note to, you know, because the Cisco I know would be very in the mix, but to have us because they're doing this because they haven't done any character building with him since the episode two, since he found out about Space Mom. So he has to follow, he has to start this arc of this 10, this, you know, right, right. normal season of television, <laughs> this 10 episode arc, he has to start it at a place of comfort so that then that comfort can you know but he wants things right. and to do that he has to make a sign you know the the harman circle yeah, yeah so he has to start in a place of, of comfort and it's strange because the, it's not like they're winning the war right it's not like most of the big problems of the war over you're in the middle of the war but yeah like you almost it's sort of strange how it just kind of slips back in because the war though is played like little plot elements in every story we've watched hasn't been featured really since AR-55. And the sort of tension of that is taken away. And then you see it, and you see that Cisco is building this giant sort of model of the house he wants to build. Because right. remember, he's the builder. And you're immediately going like, aren't you fucking busy? Like He's playing with his D&D furniture, doll furniture like, like I yeah, am. The, and then he's... <laughs> He's got a, his uh, engagement ring that he's hidden in the little uh, pot from Zelda that he's got in his, you know, little mm-hmm. doll furniture house. And I just, it's an engagement ring looks like a band. It looks, it looks remarkably like the one that I have that my fiance gave me. But I was like, hey, look. Uh, yeah, but it's funny. And then, then next episode, spoilers, he gets a big fat rock for the actual wedding, which is like, wait, that's kind of reversed. Usually it's the engagement ring with the big rock and yeah, whatever. I don't know. The future, man. Yes. <laughs> but like, yeah, that was something that because it's not, I mean, I think you're supposed to think this is the start of a story, but I'm thinking, no, like I thought this was all one big story. Right, right. So why is Cisco at this relative place of comfort in his life right now? Is he very busy? 
and that that was just sort of tonally strange. Yeah. Um, but I get it from a structure perspective. But I didn't. But it, it is. It does seem to like plop you in to yeah the episodic nature. That right. You could start watching this and just assume that the real ramp up to the Dominion War didn't start till now. Right. Yeah. You know. It's well. It's like he just came back from a big fight in the Defiant where he lost one of his most important crew Mm -hmm. and then now now he's like i can't wait to get married (laughs) like Mm -hmm. seriously that is let's talk a lot about this and it'd be one thing if just for an hour he just obsesses over it but he's like making plans and you know and like yeah if it was a way like people were like dude i know that you're upset about wharf but you're uh you're deflecting now and you're putting all your energy over here into this wedding thing Mm -hmm. when there's a that would be an interesting way to have gone with it you know but they it doesn't do that yeah but they have to set up all this normalizing stuff so yeah yeah we're about at the end of this episode i think we've gone over pretty well yeah there's a Uh, there's a lot of the wharf Esri stuff there's a lot of and then go he's singing klingon opera she has to ride a barrel down uh niagara falls to find him his escape pod and she goes through the badlands to do that and then He's what did he, she's she knows he was probably singing Klingon opera in there. He's like Shavak Tagish, no, or I was singing Gavok Tova. But I, sorry, I wrote down the Klingon. I I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> and then they talk about Alexander, and he's like, oh yeah, he's weapons officer of the Yamong, Yav, the Yavang, and uh, they were shorthanded. And she's like, that's a real dick thing to say about your son. He's like, well, what do you want? And and yeah, you're not my. That's not your my. That my kid's my business, lady. And she's like, well, that's not what you said when we were married. And that starts off a whole fight. Uh, you told me to stay, you dumbass. Yeah, that their their whole thing is not interesting to me at all. See, I found their whole. I actually didn't mind their their whole thing. Their their kind of rebound. That was that made sense to me. Like the fact that they end up sleeping together and. Because they get chased away, and then the the Jim and Dar chase them through up the Boralis planet system, and then they crash land, and they have to pin down, and then they they he he hunts a wolf. You know, I liked his Wolf the Hunter. Like, I didn't use a phaser; I used this big ass spear, and it's like nice nice stuff, Wolf. Yeah, you got there, but yeah, and then then they fight some more, and then they fuck. Which mm-hmm. I mean, here I don't know if I want this to be the last beats of these characters. Yeah. I'm in like that. I'm in that mode sometimes with these things now because I'm just kind of like, is I mean, Ezri's only going to be like she is only a relationship. Like she was just that was it. Who's she going to end up with? Who does yeah, she yeah. want to fuck? Was her entire arc this this yeah, season? Yeah, that's that's not great. And and I mean, and everything sort of converged. There was other elements of her character. And and there were other plots, but they all converged to this, yeah, like that she got seasick and that she was an earnest counselor. Yeah. Like that was ba- like we they really gave her the short, mm-hmm. sh- you know, shrift mm-hmm. here. Like she's just a prize to be won, and the audience is only really supposed to be interested on who she gonna pick right. or whatever. And and Worf, like you know, like the most long lived Star Trek character of this era, and you you don't even give. Like, his whole plot line is just he's a widower. Right. And I admit that that's a part of his character, but, like, there's not... Right. His whole, like, Baudet, did you fuck... Did, did she fuck him? And, like, yeah, well, she did. Just, like, yeah. Perhaps you would rather be back on the station with Captain Baudet. Sleep on. Yeah, his jealous stuff wasn't... A, like, nothing he did in this episode was a good look. <laughs> you Sleevak. Mm-hmm. Which I guess was Klingon, and, and I believe it. I believe it's. Yeah, in, yeah. I'm not saying it's in character. I'm not saying that. Oh, it was all within character, but it's still. Yeah, it wasn't like it's not how I don't know if I want to. This is how I want to spend the rest right. of my time with this character. You know. Yeah, like I don't mind that the rebound and then where it starts to piss me off is next episode, but I'll save it for that. Because no, that's just it's fucking lame. Yeah, it's but lame. Yeah, so, we'll yeah, totally yeah. get yeah yeah. And then they get captured by the Breen, yeah. which we haven't seen since. We don't really know Jack all about the Breen, do we? We know that... Like, we don't, other than they look like they're stolen, like they're, they're Star yeah, Wars they're, they're design. They're Princess they're Leia. literally stolen from a Star Wars thing. We know that they're from a cold planet and that they had Dukat's daughter. now dead daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh yeah, Dumar killed her. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> he's, he's been around. Yeah. And then, well, maybe it's next episode, right? But... 
do we see the do we see the brain ship in this one? I don't know. Not that who gives a shit about ships, but I like their model. It's weird and asymmetrical. But oh, yes, it looks very much like uh, Axis Chemicals in the nineteen eighty nine Batman um, <laughs> movie. Yeah, and I was I like that. I like that the way the industrial buildings look in that movie. Yeah. That's a that's a fun aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, and then the you know the. They pulled the fleet, six fleet pulled from the bully in front. No, who cares? Uh, and then, yeah, we get the, the Ducat makeup or yeah. Yeah, Bajoran. Yeah, we went over that. Yeah, and he's like, mm-hmm. What do you, how do I look? It's like, you look like shit, buddy. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, no, yeah, Kai Wen doesn't come. Come at Kai Wen's next week. Comes in next week. You guys want to guess what the good people of IMDb thought of this? Yeah, uh, yeah. It just ends with them being taken by the Breen, right? Is that or and then she and then Cisco has to tell Cassidy he can't marry her. I thought that's next week. Right. I thought that was next week too, but oh, maybe. he finds out he can't. Space Mom tells him he can't marry. Her. Oh yeah, that's, that's how, how it is. ends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He finds out. Sorry. Yeah. These are all going to start running together. Yeah, yeah. These are going to be harder. Yes, they are. That's why I didn't want to do the individual. Yeah, that's because I can't really parse them out. All right, so any guesses on, on how people responded to Penundra? Oh, Penumbra? 7.6 is my been what I've said every single time, I think, the last four weeks. But 7.6. I'll go with 8. That's a 7.5. Okay. Oh, I almost People are right. really tippid on all this stuff. All right. Yeah. I guess we are, too. It's a really... It sounds like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of like, for this one... Especially, like, I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm on board just for the, but this maybe that's something that I do where I'm just like the analytical part of me, like, oh, I'm rubbing, seeing how they do with this kind of different kind of st- structure going forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I mean, it's very easy now that we've seen it done a lot over the last 20 years, right, how right. these structures have happened. It is very sort of easy to get, you know, to go, oh, why didn't you start all of these arcs, you know, somewhere close to the first two? Right, right. But, you know, they're working. They don't know how to do this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of blueprint from the, you know, in these in these circles. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm still a little shocked. But, I mean, how, like, that, that it wasn't a little bit more orchestrated. Mm-hmm. But we'll see as that. We'll see the if it's a problem or not as it goes on. Yeah, all right. All right. Hmm. Well, Wade, do you want to give us? Uh, you want to tell everybody how they can get a hold of us? Oh, I do. Oh, and and, and I do want to say that Seal did have lupus scars from a uh, result of a type of lupus called discoid lupus erythematosus. Dude, I never doubted your Seal knowledge. Okay, mm-hmm. I just had to. I, I doubted myself. And All I, right. Well, I never. When it comes to seal, I never count you out. <laughs> right. I, so I will never discount my seal knowledge again. So it's just like a. It's, he has like skin lupus, just similar just, to psoriasis. Yeah, it but. specifically affects the skin above the neck. All right. Well, let's tell people how to like leave <laughs> oh, lupus-related iTunes reviews for us. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry, you don't you don't care about that, do you, listeners? Well, if you do, give us a call nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight, or yeah, go check us out on iTunes. Give us reviews and all that. Call us up with your favorite autoimmune disorders, uh, (laughs) Crohn's, uh, MS. You can leave all of these. (laughs) Or or if you just want to call and sing uh, Kiss from a Rose on the Gray. Uh, You know, you do what you want. And, you know, uh, leave us reviews. Or hate on Seal for hitting Heidi Klum. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? All right. Um, Or, you know, Twitter and the kickersofvales.com. But also, most importantly... Patreon.com, give us some money. Uh, and we'll try to give stuff for you too. And you can join the Discord conversation. And, you know, we, we, we want to provide something for you there. And so you can do that. And it would, it would make me very happy. And I would love you forever. All right, anyways, do all the stuff every podcast asks you to do. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Deep Space Nine. For Wade James and myself, three to be Mount. Beep. So join the Patreon before the universe collapses or something. This might be a rushed pitch, but I'm making it up as I go along.